0: The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Pat Scott. Hi, Pat. Good evening. And Father Andrew Kinstetter. Hi, Father
1: Andrew. Howdy, howdy.
0: Uh, today, we've got a couple of fun things that we want to talk about, a little bit of a, a, light, a light thing to t- start out with, but I think very useful. Our first segment tonight, we're going to be talking about, or today, whenever you're listening to this, uh, we want to give you some of our favorite smartphone tips and tricks. Pat, you suggested this this, uh, topic this week. Uh, You you had said there was a reason you suggested it.
2: Well, I have a lot of my clients who just feel they're overwhelmed with their phones. They've got this really nice new iPhone, and they just don't know what they can do with it. So they make a phone call, they get a text, and they say, I know there's more to be done with this thing. So I've been trying to give them tips as I go, you know, when we it, when it's appropriate. But I thought, you know, there's so many things I use the phone phone for every day that aren't phone calls. Right. It's a computer and yeah. I'm really using it heavily. So I kind of like to to see what other people are doing with it, too.
0: Yeah. And some of these will be pretty, some some will be basic. Some will be a little more advanced. Uh, many of them are applicable to both Android and iPhone. Although I think the three of us are primarily iPhone users. I think primarily, Pat, are you?
2: I know you use both, but you're primarily iPhone. I'm primarily iPhone, but I do have some customers who who use Android. So I try to keep up with it as much as if I can. I usually carry it with me and open it up once or twice a day. Just to use it for maps or something like that. Okay, so the, so a lot of these will work with both, but some uh, like my a
0: lot of mine are specific, but some of the app based ones will be uh, applicable to both. So uh, why why don't we get into this? And what we'll do is we'll we'll go in a round robin. We'll go you know one at a time, and we'll go through all of our our, our tips as we go. Um, and uh, I'll, I guess I'll start with uh, my first tip, which is uh, about taking a screenshot on your iPhone. So. So iPhones now have their. You have two kinds. You have kinds with a home button and kinds without a home button. And as we've known for a long time, with if you have a home button, you uh you you take a screenshot of it by holding down the home button and the and the uh volume down button at the same time. Um, and then that'll take a screenshot, and it will in the latest version of the iOS, it'll hold it in a little screen at the bottom, and you can decide what to do with it. Share it. Save it to your, your camera roll, and the nice thing is, is after you're done with it, it'll sometimes will ask, "Do you want to save this, or do you just want to throw it away?" And so, um, the the that so you take a screenshot with your home button or the uh, power down uh, the uh, volume down button, or if you have a phone without a uh, home button, like a iPhone X, XS, XS, XS Max, triple uh, triple X Max Extra. <laughs> any, yep. any of those <laughs> you uh you you take a screenshot by holding the uh right side button and volume down button at the same time so you get uh both of those so so that's how you do it and frankly i, I take accidental screenshots way, way more often than i <laughs> that i want to so that's that's my first tip so uh um pat why don't we give if, if anybody's a comment on that Pat, why don't, we, why
2: don't we go to you uh uh next well, just one of the things that you told me about about the home button is for those phones that don't have a physical button, there is a soft home button you can add, especially for people who are just getting their first uh one without one uh It's a software button under accessibility mm-hmm. and you can add it to that and you can add it up it has a lot of functions that are built in, and you can add your own as you go so that was just my comment on the home on the uh, home button part of it at.
0: Yes, that is a great one. In fact, back in the days when there was a physical home button, like when it was an actual button, they would. I had a version, I think it was the iPhone 4 maybe, where it broke, uh, wouldn't work anymore. And so that was the, the solution until I could wait till the iPhone 5 or 4S or whatever came out and I could replace my phone. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's a good good option. Uh, yeah, because
2: so, there's things like uh, being able to mute the phone quickly or to turn it off and things like that you can do from that soft home button. Yeah. And uh, that, that, yes, you could go through all the menus, but it's sh- sure quicker to do that.
0: Yeah. And you get to that under, let's see, in settings and accessibility. Let's see, settings. And oh, I have a problem with my iPhone. I'm trying to do it live here. I have this issue with my iPhone where settings, the app, freezes on me when I open it, and then eventually crashes. I, I don't know what it is. I'm, I, I'm really holding on until new it's, iPhones come out.
1: It's, it's, it's under accessibilities, and then it's under um, yes. oh, just had it. touch, yes. and then assistive touch, and that's where you can turn it on. Okay, and then... so
0: settings, general, accessibility, touch, and then assistive touch on or off. Right. Uh, so, excellent. Uh, good. So uh, did you have another tip before we moved on, or is that just
2: a comment on mine? That was a comment on yours. Uh, the the one that I thought of today, I was in the parking lot at a large uh, uh, mall, and uh, I remembered that I could say, Siri, uh, uh, record where I parked. I'm trying to think of the terminology. Remember where I parked. And then when I came back out, it showed me which lane to go down in the parking lot. And find my car. Of course, I knew kind of where it was, but there's a lot of times, like I'm going to Chicago this week and trying to remember where you parked. When you see that great big building over there, you know how to get to it, but trying to get back to your car is a real <laughs> yeah. Uh, problem.
0: Yeah. So you, you say, remember where you parked, and then when you're coming back, what do you do? You open maps?
2: Open maps, and it shows you where you are. I think you can even say a uh, uh, Siri Command, and I don't remember okay. which one it is but to say, tell me where I parked okay. or remind okay. me where I parked. Awesome. One that's of a those. good one.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, that's the sort of thing. Like, Waze has something like that. except You don't ask it. It's, just sort of, it. it's supposed to remember the last time you turned off when you reached your destination and you parked a car, I think it notices. But this is much better. Like, you just where you're telling your phone, remember where I parked, and then when you're going back to it, bring me to the car. <laughs> just...
2: Now, if you have a Bluetooth device, then Apple Maps will... When you're using Apple Maps, when you disconnect from the Bluetooth, it will make a marker also on the map. So for some people, that's automatic. For me, I don't keep it on enough that I, I'm constantly on Bluetooth. So if you have Bluetooth in the car, yeah, yes. If you have AirPlay or you've got a Bluetooth device that you're using to uh, to okay. talk with,
1: and I would just like to point out that I, there there must be a setting there to um, turn on or off siri automatically marking that in maps because i just pulled up my maps and it automatically is showing me where i parked my car so the last time it connected
2: right but do you have a do you have a bluetooth device uh, yes in your I, car? yep
1: it, connect, it connects to my See, that, that, to my uh, uh whatever is built into the ford uh, system
2: okay yeah right so for many people that is automatic for me I only turn that on when oh, I remember okay. to because yep. I most of the time I don't. So, yeah, mine's not built in. It's a separate little gotcha. visor Bluetooth. So Okay. Yeah, oh, the, there's my car on the map. Hey, I see my <laughs> car. It's about Yay. 20 <laughs> feet behind but, you know,
0: that's what it is. Uh, awesome. That's good. Uh, Father Andrew, what is your first uh, tip?
1: So my first tip is uh, one that's uh, not just kind of a fun tip, but it's actually something that uh, could be life, life or death. Uh, in... Definitely in iOS and I and I know that there's a way to do this in Android, but you can insert your emergency contact information so you can add your your name, uh, phone numbers of of people who are relatives that you would like to be contacted in an emergency, um, height, weight, blood type, you know, all of these sorts of things that if you were ever in an emergency, someone could pull your phone up and they wouldn't have to unlock your phone. They can access the emergency contact information from the locked screen and then contact, you know, an emergency contact or or know, you know, if you have any uh, blood related issues, if you're caught in an emergency. Um, and so it's really helpful on a on an emergency situation. But we've also found it uh, to be a bit useful on when people uh, leave their phones in the cathedral pews. And, you know, <laughs> we pick them up and bring them to the office. And unfortunately, the the couple that we've had recently. Have not utilized this function, so we've gone. I've gone into those emergency uh, settings, and and there's no name and no contact information. So you kind of got to wait for whoever lost the phone to come looking for it, rather than calling someone about it. But it's helpful in emergency situations, and also helpful in uh, just lost phone situations. So
2: very cool. Yeah. How
0: do you how do you access the information um, from the lock screen if you find a phone?
1: So least for uh of course now I'm trying to pull it up yeah when when you're when it's on the lock screen and it's wanting you to do face id and of course mine automatically tells my face uh there's a button i believe yep on the bottom left that just says emergency and so it's got to be when you like you like hit either hit the home button or try to swipe up but it face id or touch id doesn't work so it's like you go into the emergency button where you can actually dial 911 oh, from a locked screen yep. and then from that screen there should be a Metal little ID. button down below that says medical ID. And that's yeah, where you can an emergency
2: contacts yep. underneath that, right? Yep. I have um
0: iPhone 10 so I just put my thumb over the uh face Oh, that is brilliant. <laughs> the, over the uh, the sensor so it wouldn't unlock for me uh but uh so that I could test it out. So oh okay, that's that's yep. that's that's good. All right, that's a good one. Very good. Okay, so I'll take my next tip is uh, on iPhones. Uh, if you don't have a, if it's an iPhone without a home button, okay, uh, and now I have to uh, unlock my phone because <laughs> uh, I did that thing with, with Father Andrew because now it's like, hey, you didn't Face ID unlock last time, so now you have to enter your very long password. Uh, so if you have an iPhone um, that doesn't have a button and you're in an app and you'll see that little bar at the bottom uh in in every app that where the home button would normally be Now, you could normally swipe on up on that and it takes you to the home uh page but if you swipe to the if you put your finger on it and swipe to the right it'll take you to the previous app um and then once you 're doing that you can swipe to the left and it 'll take you back and you can just keep swiping all the way you know till kingdom come um and it will keep it'll keep going backwards in time on your in the apps that you're using uh so I like to do that. Um, or if you, you, what you could do is you could, if you flip, it's kind of a hard to describe, but if you flick your thumb up from the bottom and then to the right, it'll bring up the app switcher and then you'll see smaller representations of all your apps. And this is also where you would go. when you, if you need to, uh, kill an app, let's say it's frozen or something like, I was just having the problem with the settings screen. Um, you would just flick up on one of those and it would kill the app. Um, by the way, don't sit there when you're bored one day or all the time and just like and quit all your apps. That's a bad idea. The iPhone is smart about managing its memory. And if you override that, you're making your phone slower and use more battery. <laughs> so, so don't, you know, idly kill all your
1: apps. Which is a good tip because that's counterintuitive.
0: Yes. You think, oh, if I quit all those apps, it frees up the memory right. in it. It saves a bit, but no, but the, but it's, it's actually smarter than that. Uh, it's, it's, you're trying to, you know, second guess it, you're working at cross purposes to it. Um, it's, it's trying to manage everything, uh, smartly and you're undoing everything it's doing. So don't do that.
2: Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Pat, what's your next tip? Okay. I try to use Siri a lot to say, okay, you know, uh, make a phone call or send a text or that type of thing. And that sometimes when I want to make an appointment, I, in the beginning, would say, make an appointment at 3 o'clock with Dom. And it would ask me which Dom. So I would say, you know, Dom Bettinelli. And then it would send you an invitation. Oh. And I don't like that. Yeah. Because I had a couple of people who were very confused when I had a note to call them about something. I just wanted to. And they got an invitation. They said, are you not coming tomorrow? Or, you know, they thought right. they were very confused. So what I've had to learn to do is kind of be surreptitious about it and tell my Apple assistant that I would like to uh, talk to you, you know, talk to Dom tomorrow at 3.30. And it puts that in there and I translate that to, okay, that's supposed to go to Dom's house at 3.30. <laughs> oh. Because there is no option to turn that automatic email invitation. appointment sending off. Hmm. And I have... Made that suggestion several times, but evidently it's still not considered a high priority enough.
0: Okay, yeah, that's It's so. another one of those things where, where Siri is just not quite up to par yet. Oh, uh, that's too bad. All right. But that's a good tip. So so if you don't want to accidentally send uh in in um email invitations to people, don't say make an appointment with somebody. Just make an appointment to talk to, and then a first name is that's good. All right. Uh, Father Andrew, what's your uh, next tip?
1: So my next tip uh, is the the do not disturb or the bedtime feature, Mm. at least on on iOS. I use this all the time. It's uh, the bedtime feature is a feature that you can turn on that you can set what time you you want to go to bed and what time you want to wake up and it will block all or not block, but it will silence all notifications from that time. Your screen won't light up. Nothing will will be visible unless you actually open the phone and pull up the notification center. So while you're um, ideally sleeping, you're not going to be distracted by your phone buzzing from from the the night table next to you. And so it's definitely super helpful. And uh, the do not disturb works the same same sort of way, but you can just turn that on and off whenever you need to. So like right now, I have it set to do not disturb. So. There's no uh, notifications that come through while I'm on on the podcast. But what's also cool about it is the uh, there's a there's a way that you can have an emergency bypass so you can set, uh, especially for for bedtime, you can have it set so that your favorites, whoever you, you list in your your contacts as as favorites in the in the phone app, they will will go through the do not disturb. So they will still ring through um, or if it's on vibrate, they'll vibrate through. And there's a, it's a different setting is the emergency bypass, and that will actually bypass any uh, vibration, and it will do a full ring. And so I've had that set up because what what will happen here is at the cathedral is if someone calls the cathedral for for an emergency and wants to needs a priest for anointing, they can they can hit my extension and it actually rings my cell phone. And so I have that particular number set to go through the the do not disturb, and ring through, even though I don't want anybody else to be able to get through while I'm trying to sleep at night. So I love the bedtime and the do not disturb right. feature for those.
0: So bedtime you access through the clock app, and if you yep. go to that and you and you tap on bedtime, it's in the middle at the at the bottom of that, and you can set your bedtime and your wake time. And um, if you if you tap on options, you can set um, with your wake up sound and the volume of that, and and everything like that. And then you set the uh, people who are allowed to get through to you in the settings app, under Do Not Disturb. And then you look down; it says Phone Allow Calls From, and then you can you can have fit favorites, or you could ha- set up a special group. So if they're not, you could set up a, like a new group in your contacts app of specific people that you will allow through. Uh, one of the things I notice about that that feature is also that it will let emergency alerts through. So if there's a government emergency alert, like some like a tornado warning or something like that, it will let that through as well, which should be fun
2: for waking up in the middle of the night to an emergency alert yeah <laughs> Well, and one more thing too, is that if there's another setting that says if somebody rings through twice from the same number. Go ahead yep. and override that, and that because that sometimes could be helpful for for an emergency service trying to get hold of you about your family member or something. Yes, yes, that's a good point. Yeah, I use I love the do not disturb. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, that's my next tip is also a do not disturb tip. Um, if you put an event on your calendar with a start time and an end time, uh, you can when you go to turn on do not disturb. Um, especially if you have an Apple Watch, it's even easier. I know these are supposed to be smartphone tips, but uh, with a watch, I can do this. So I flip up from the bottom of my watch. This is what I usually set do not disturb. But if I, I've also got it so that if I set do not disturb on my watch, it sets it on my phone and and you know everything that's connected to that through iCloud. So if I tap on do not disturb, it'll say do not disturb till tonight. Do not disturb for an hour. And if I keep scrolling, it says do not disturb during this event if it's if I'm right before or during the event it will it will uh, do not disturb during the event. So I do that for podcasting. so uh, if I at the I put the event on the uh, calendar and then I say do not disturb during the event. The other thing I do is I set a weekly uh, appointment on my calendar for mass. So we go to the same mass every week and so then when I get to church, we we, I, we get in the pew first thing I do uh you know even before I you know start praying uh, before mass uh because I don't want this to accidentally go off is I I scroll up do not disturb yep do not disturb during mass from now until and it's I usually do like an hour and 15 because sometimes father Michael is the preacher and so <laughs> <laughs> father Michael is our Nigerian <laughs> pastor and he is awesome but he he preaches I think he thinks they're short pa- uh homilies but they're uh they're, 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 they are for him, but not for the typical American. But uh, so uh, it's a great way to keep from disturbing people during during uh, events like mass. So uh, that's my my do not disturb tip. So if you put the event on the calendar, you can do not disturb for the event. Also, I think um, I'm not sure how it does it, but sometimes it'll say do not disturb until leaving this location. Sometimes it'll offer that. I'm, I'm not certain of what it's using to
2: figure that out.
1: Perhaps if you have a location marked in your calendar. Oh, maybe if
2: that's... Well, I think it would be geofencing, the same thing, you know, because I do that a lot, you know, yeah. uh, like on the reminder when a phone call comes in, I can say, remind me when I leave. And as soon as I get in the car and start driving, it pops up. Right. So that's sure. That's what it's doing. Yeah, I
0: think for events that have uh, locations in them, it's adding that. Yeah.
2: Right, but I'm thinking that you don't even have to have an event in your calendar because it, it showed me on my watch when I just looked. It said "until I leave," oh. which means it's going to start as soon as I physically start moving away okay. from this house. Then oh. it should should. Uh. So that's
0: cool. Interesting. All right, that's cool. Uh, all right, uh, Pat, what's your next tip for for our listeners?
2: Well, I'm getting ready to go on a trip, so one of the things that I use my smartphone for is for all of my trip information. I save my uh my itineraries in the notes. I save uh e- the emails uh you know copy and paste and put them in my notes for the uh hotels I'm gonna be staying at. I also use the uh wallet to save my boarding passes. Uh I also save my medication lists so that if I'm traveling and, and I, I am ill or something, somebody's got a list of my meds.
0: In fact you can put your medication list in the medical, emergency medical information on your, on iPhone.
2: Yes, yeah. you could do that too. But like I, you know, I would like to keep, there's a lot of things that I like to keep when yeah. I'm traveling close by. And of course, the other thing is, is that, uh, using a password manager, uh, all my passwords are with me whenever I travel. And so if I need to quickly get onto the bank at somebody else's house, I can do so. Uh, of course, I've got the apps as well. But the idea being is is that for me, my phone is an integral part of traveling. Of course, you there's the Uber apps mm-hmm. and the Lyft apps and and the the train schedules. There's just so much that it helps yep. when I'm traveling.
0: Yep, those are good. that's all good. Yeah, um, using a a password manager is good advice for a lot of different reasons. But this is a good one. In fact, um, for people who are traveling uh, across international borders. I, uh, um, one password has a feature that lets you, um, tell it as you're b- about to go through a border checkpoint, remove my vault from my phone. And then you as, wow. you, as you, after you go through the checkpoint, you can say, okay, return the vault to my phone. And that way, you, you don't, <laughs> if if they take your phone, they can't get that information off of it. It's just, it's not there. Uh, but you'd have to look through the one password um, uh, instructions on that. I don't know them off the top of my head because I don't travel across borders very often. Uh, but but that's that's a feature. So that's actually a good one. And you, with some password managers, you can store sensitive files in it encrypted. So that you know if, if you've got yes. you know right. various documents that you wouldn't want in plain text, for example. So that's all good. Very good. Uh, all right, Father Andrew, what's your next one?
1: Um, so my next one comes into play with uh, the control center of the mm. iOS platform. This is the 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 screen that you get if you swipe down from the top right corner of the screen. If you're on an iPhone 10 or above, if you're on an iPhone that has still has the home button, it's what you get when you swipe up from the bottom of the screen. And right. it's got the, the screen that's got your... Um, Airplane mode, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, uh, kind of handy buttons that turn them on and off your music player, uh, quick access to do not disturb, quick access to brightness and sound. But there's also another cool feature with with the newer versions of iOS that you can customize and add buttons to that. So I have, for example, on mine, I have the the flashlight app uh, just right there handy because I use that all the time. Uh, the, the clock app where I access the, the bedtime and, and do not disturb function is right there. The, uh, the camera app I also have just right right handy right there. Screen recording app, which is also a, a fun little tip. It's like a screenshot, but it'll actually record your screen in a, in a little a movie format. So if you ever want to show someone how to do something, not just take pictures of, of your screen, there's a, a screen recording app. And so you get to the the control center and the customizing it by going into settings control center and then customize control and there are um just a, a bunch of cool uh, there's a tips. lot yeah, yeah yeah there's definitely a lot there that you can add or take away or reorder however you want.
0: I I actually have a tip to to bounce off of that one uh to to kind of the uh, uh, an addition is if you when you're in control center if you press and hold on one of the, the, the uh, control center buttons, you will often get additional options. Uh, so like if you press and hold on the timer, so if you just tap the timer, it'll take you to the clock uh, uh, app. But If you press and hold on it, you can set the timer and set the amount of time you want the timer to be right there. Um, or if you have, say, let me just pick another one like um, the... If you if you tap and hold on the I have the Apple TV remote uh, control in the, in there, so then I can I get access to all the controls for the Apple TV, etc. So that's yeah, that's really. In fact, if you do the um, what is it the yeah, if you if you tap and hold on the in the top left, you have the Bluetooth airplane mode uh, buttons, th- those ones. You can get a little more granular control over your your Wi-Fi, your Bluetooth. Um, and, uh, and that, and that, all that sort of stuff. So that it's a, it's a pretty, it's pretty uh, functional there. It's a lot of good function within the control center. And I think a lot of people don't use it enough. So that is a very good tip.
2: I also hear that they're going to, instead of just showing you what Wi-Fi you're connected to in one of the next releases, that's going to let you go select a Wi-Fi spot. Right, because right now you have to go to settings and then go to Wi-Fi and select one, and that'll let you do it from the control center.
0: Right,
1: it's going to get even more functional. Father, <laughs> father, oh, you have a. So I'm, I'm running, I'm running the. Are uh, you running the beta? The the beta for iOS 13, and that's oh, that's cool. exactly Yay! what what oh, they're they're I'm allowing. I'm looking for adventurous. To that. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, boy, you. Are. i got to deal with all the problems though that come with yeah. it, but it's fun. I,
0: I need. I need the, my stuff to work for podcasting so I don't <laughs> I haven't installed it <laughs> as much as I really really want to. <laughs> um
2: okay, Pat, what is your next tip? Okay, so I already mentioned the uh, uh the Android tip that I have is one that if my battery gets low on my Android phone, I have an IFTTT menu item that will then send me a text and an email to my regular uh my other phone so that I can say oh where is that android phone and let me go plug it in to right. charge it and so that's been very helpful for yeah for let's that. Uh,
0: let's let people know so um, ifttt is ifttt.com it stands for if then then that and it's a automation platform that connects um internet services and devices that's that is the short form of it so and it's, that's basically how it works. If something happens, then do this. And so, in this case, it's if the if the connected Android phone with because it has a, an app, you can get an app from the app, Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. If the uh, app, if the phone does this, then send me an email, Gmail, send an email or whatever it is, whatever service it is. Um, and so, yeah, I've I've been using if this Than that for many years for various things. Uh, but this this is a good one because. What whereas the iPhone has the the low power mode that it automatically goes into uh, when it gets down to fifteen percent, it doesn't. It, it you, I don't know if Android does does the same, but uh, one of the nice things with Android is that it, it because it's more open, it, if this and that can can access a lot more of it and do a lot more things with the phone than than iPhone does. So that's something that Android uh, has over iPhone in this case.
2: Well, going along with that, some of the fun things I can do with my Android that I can't do with my iPhone is I can have it go bring down the latest picture from NASA and make it the background on my phone. And uh, that's kind of cool. And I can have it keep a log of every uh, phone call I make or every phone call I get or, you know, things, things like that that you can't do in the, the iOS area. So I played with it a lot more over there, but the, the background from NASA changing every day is really cool.
0: Yeah. I used to do a, a astronomy picture of the day from NASA. Um, every post to my Facebook page automatically every day. I did that for, right. for a couple of years. And then I, I think, I think people might've got tired. So I stopped it. I don't know if they did or not, but I was afraid they would. But so, but uh, yeah, I use the, uh, I use if this and that for a lot of different things, a lot of home automation things. Um, I, I have uh yeah, it, I mean, they could sort of be on the scope of what we're talking about tonight, but it's a it's a great program, and maybe we'll do a, our favorite uh, automations sometime. That would be great. But this is a good tip about – because that's actually a problem is if, it, if you have a device that you don't use all the time, and it dies, and you're not sure where you left it, it's hard to <laughs> that, track down. Problem, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, okay, Father Andrew, back to you.
1: OK, so my next tip uh, is just sort of in general, like the calendar app. I um, just I kind of live, breathe the, the, the schedule, the, the liturgy schedule at the cathedral, uh, various appointments and meetings, those sorts of things. So I, I definitely just use the calendar app all the time. And what's what's nice about it, too, is like if I have uh, if I'm meeting someone at, at a coffee shop or something and I put the location into the into the event the uh, Apple will, will send me a notification uh, ahead of time estimating the the travel time with traffic and when I should leave. Mm-hmm. So that's, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, that's not really a big deal at <laughs> all. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, it's pretty helpful if you're in a, in a more congested uh, city where it might take a little bit longer to get to places. The other cool thing that I just really like about it is is if in the contacts app, uh, and you, if you add a birthday to a specific contact, that will then show up in the calendar app, and it'll show up in the the calendar widget in in the the, the iOS. And that's also super helpful because I'm not so good at remembering <laughs> birthdays of of my friends, yep. and it's helpful to to remember that and then to to send them a, a happy birthday text or call them or or do whatever I'm going to do for them.
0: So, Those are both good. Yeah, I uh I I put the address, you know, the location on my dental appointments, my doctor's appointments. I know where the doctor is. I know where the dentist is. But sometimes, you know, the traffic is better or worse. And and sometimes I need a reminder, Okay, your appointment's at, you know, 845, but uh, you need to leave by 820 today. (laughs) So, yeah, that's that's excellent. I I was very excited when I saw Apple announced they were adding that a few years ago. And it's very helpful.
2: Yes, I use it constantly because I'm always go, you know, I have appointments two or three a day all over town. In fact, even out of town. Uh, so yes, I, I, I second that definitely. And Pat, did you have a,
0: a, a tip about using ways
2: for, for that? Uh, yes. Uh, if you, I, I use the Apple calendar and of course that pulls up maps. Mm-hmm. If you, use Waze, you can also set the same type of thing that Waze will look at your iOS calendar and let you know. And when you get the notification from Waze, hey, it's time to leave, and you click on that, it launches Waze at that point. Okay. And and uh, so uh, that becomes very, very helpful because, yes, I use Waze whether or not I know where I'm going because it'll tell me if there's bad traffic. It'll mm-hmm. tell me if there's an obstacle in the road. It'll tell me if I can... Uh, veer off and go an alternate route, it'll automatically route me around bad stuff. So yes. I use Waze a lot. Same here. And it lets other people know how bad the traffic is if everybody's using it.
0: Right, yep. So The more people using it, the more data points they have for when, like if I'm stuck in slowdown, it lets other people route around it. So yeah, that's really good. When I was commuting every day, that was huge. But even like just when we went on, we were just on vacation and went to Gettysburg, uh, driving to you know through Pennsylvania, and needing gas. And it's like, oh, ways, show me, show me where I can get gas next. And it will, it, and it, I, I think it, um, there was a glitch where it, she was showing me gas stations behind me. I don't need gas stations behind me. I need gas stations in front of me. I don't know if that's a, if that's a, a, a mistake at the moment, if it was just getting confused or, you know, because I wouldn't, I can imagine they would not program it to look for waypoints behind you you know the
2: of your travel so i think that now if you were stopped i could understand where it might not know for instance where you're headed but yeah it should show it along the route and it always shows how far you are from it and you can also see the gas prices Yes, that's useful (laughs) as well
0: excellent those are yeah good good tips for uh using ways uh and uh and maps so uh let's see i have my next tip is um sort of uh, organizational if 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 you if you put your apps in folders, so, so I know so there's two kinds of people: people who put their apps in folders, and people who don't do things right.
1: Uh, <laughs> people have a mess, and these are the same people we have
0: alternatives. Yeah, these, these are the same people whose desktops are full of icons. So, so here I'm, I'm here to help you. So, if put your apps in folders by by some type of organizational method of whether type or the way you use them or whatnot, but but clean up your desk. But one of the things that happens is, is when your apps are in folders and there's a notification, that little red badge shows up on the folder. And you're like, well, I'm looking at this folder. I'm seeing a, a red badge with number four in it. But what app is that? Uh, you know? So do I have to open up the folder and flick through the pages to find it? Well, what you can do is you can press and hold on the folder and it will pop up and give you a listing of what apps are showing a notification and how many per app. So right now I, I did it in my Facebook pages app is oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. um, and so yeah. uh, that's a very, it's kind of handy if you just, a, you're trying to get right into the app. Cause like I, Netflix is constantly showing me a uh, notification for things you might want to watch. I'm like, I, I, I'm go- I'll be on Netflix later. I'll look at it later. Don't don't uh, <laughs> notifications are are my, are a bane. And I, I know I can turn it off the badge. But sometimes I want the I want to look at the, the to be reminded by something from Netflix. But I think I might turn it off. But but it's it's one of those things. If you have a bunch of apps that all show notifications on a regular basis, like maybe messages and mail and that sort of thing, this will help you distinguish between which ones are notifying you very much easier. So that's my tip on that.
2: Uh, Pat, what's your next tip? Okay, so one of the things that uh, well I had also earlier mentioned that a password keeper. So I think I'll pass that particular one that we, we were talking mm-hmm. about. Um, but going to say my phone, I like to keep it on vibrate only. It never rings. It's always on vibrate. And so that I can find it, if I'm not, if it's in a noisy area, I also have it set to flash the screen. I mean, flash the uh, the flashlight. And so that way I can not have, it's a much more discreet way of knowing that a phone call is coming in. I don't have to pull it out to look. I can just kind of see it's vibrating or I can see the flash from the corner of my eye. Uh, the other thing that about that is that you can tell it on the vibrate code to use a different vibration based upon who's calling you. So for instance, for you, Dom, I might say that's an yes. SOS. <laughs> for my for, for Terry, it might be the the Beethoven da, 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 da <laughs> you know, or something like that. Uh so that's kind of a neat thing because that way you don't have to pick up the device to know who's calling and you can say, Well, that's not an emergency. They'll they'll I can call them back later. And I have some people who are uh hard of hearing. So to be able to flash that phone is much helpful. Uh, for them because that way they don't have to depend upon somebody else letting them know their phone's ringing. Right. That's
0: that's very good. Yeah, because and sometimes that you, the vibrate it's just not enough, uh, especially if it's not in your hand or you know right in your pocket against your leg. Um, sometimes you need that light to the visual cue. So that's that's really good. Um, yeah, and they I like the idea of the setting different uh like vibration. You know, instead of a ringtone, it's like a vibration tone or vibration Correct. pattern for individual people and you can figure out how you want to to do it you could do heartbeat or like your SOS uh, or um if you're a rap star or you could do a beatbox sort of thing going on there I don't know <laughs> let your creativity go with it all right all right father Andrew, you yours you're next
1: so my tip is is almost the the audio equivalent of of that with the with the contacts app within the the phone Uh, it's of course something that, that I use all the time because I remember my home phone number from when I, from when I was a kid, but don't remember any other numbers really since. So the contacts app of course, keeps all those organized and I can put pictures in them for different people and put their birth dates in there and their, their home address and whatever information else I want about them. But the other fun thing to do is you can set different ringtones for different people and so you can have a different vibration if you want for a different person, but you can also have uh, custom ringtones or the set default ringtones that Apple gives that you can assign to different people. If you're my, my dad, you have the danger zone playing when my mom calls. So, you know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a way to just know initially right off the bat who's calling and then you can respond appropriately.
2: The one suggestion is though, uh, make sure you don't accidentally set set one to no ring because I had oh, a friend yeah. that every time I tried to call her, she never got she never got the message, and it turned out that she had accidentally gone in and and turned the ringtone off for me. Oh, <laughs> <Oops.
0: man>. <laughs> <laughs> um I you know I used to have a, a custom ringtone for my wife Melanie, and I'm looking at it now, and it's it's set to the default again. I wonder whatever happened to that. I have to.
2: Probably an update of some sort. Yeah. Uh, I know I had some that I was using. You can use a, a ringtone like from Hamilton or something mm-hmm. like that too. You can pick something up from one of your your uh, music things and and get a shortened mm-hmm. ringtone for it.
0: Yeah, I created a bunch of custom ringtones, and I think for Melanie, I had U uh, 2s Beautiful Day. Yeah, uh, that was that was the that was hers. I'm gonna have to dig that out again out of my iTunes uh, library and, and reass- reassign that. <laughs> that is a good one, though. I, custom ringtones are really great because, or vibration tones, because it really helps you. The device you don't become tied to the device. The device is working for you. Um, it's not so much that you're screening, but you are able to make a decision about whether I need to interrupt what I'm doing in front of me for this. Uh, whether it's okay for that person just to go to voicemail, or I'll get back to them, or whether maybe it's something I really need to d- to to take to do. Uh, so that's a good one. Excellent. Um I guess that means I'm up next and so I will say um speaking of folders using folders uh, on your on your phone if you are if you have uh, folders you can name them so it's a so sometimes the if when you create a folder of apps it will suggest a name and usually it's not a very good su- suggestion um it, I think it's based on the the Apple iTunes um category Apple Store category yeah uh, but you could give it uh, your own name. So the way you do that is, is when you're you go into editing mode. So you, um, if you hold down, if you open up the folder and you hold down one of the uh, apps until it starts vibrating, starts doing the jiggle, and you'll see you could change the name up above it. Well, one of the things you could do is you can uh, name a folder not just with letters, but you can also name it with emoji um, or a Unicode character. Oh. So, for example. Um, I have a folder full of Apple apps that I, you know, like the wallet and find phones and iTunes store and all that sort of stuff, all in one uh, folder. And I've copied the Unicode character for the Apple logo as the title. Cool. Uh, I mean, I mean, is it necessary or not necessary? I don't know. I don't think so. I have like the, uh, the uni- I have the emoji for the, the cash dollar bill on my Apple finances, finance stuff. Now, obviously it's going to be very small on the phone. But it's fun it gives a, it's uh, this doesn't fall into the category of productivity. This is fun. delight. This yeah. is fun. It makes the things a little more uh, fun to, to play with. So you can you can use emoji or Unicode characters to name uh, your folders on your phone. Uh, Pat, what's your
2: next tip? OK, um, what you taught me a long time ago is that you could have reminders on your phone to pray for people at a certain time of day. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I have adopted that a long time ago so that I could get a pop up for you and Melanie, a pop up for my, my brothers, et cetera. Well, when I got Universalis, the app that has the, the liturgy of the hours, they have a feature that they can do a pop up based upon the hour of the day and a short excerpt from the prayer. It will work on my watch as well as my phone. On my watch, when I push on it, I get just a slight larger version of the prayer. If I continue to hold it, it will open up to a, a, a larger section of it. On the phone, when I tap on it, it brings me to that particular hour and, and the prayers. But just even looking at the reminder gives you a sort short psalm or a short or excerpt of a prayer. And I really like that. It really helps keep me mindful.
0: Excellent. So. Yeah, the, my, my other tip that you were picking up was, um, years ago, I started doing this Was where every hour each day or m- many hours each day, uh, you know, you often see people, oh, I'll pray for you, I'll, I'll pray for you. Well, this is a way to, re- I put it in my reminders or my, I make it a, like a reminders based on time of the day. Every day at eight o'clock, pray for my wife. Every day at nine o'clock, pray for this child. And I have five kids. So that takes up m- many of the daytime hours. <laughs> but uh you could add other people or you could or I could just do all the kids at once. But if you have you know, you want to remember to pray for people, this is a nice way to have
2: your phone work with you to 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 do that. So that's good. And so in in addition, the reminders, I have a prayer list in my reminders mm. list. And even in there, within the reminder, you can set the reminder right on each item to say, remind me weekly, remind me daily at certain time. So there's a lot of people I pray for, but I don't remember it. Right. So if I've got it, you know, if, if somebody says, well, you know, my aunt's in the hospital, I can write then, go put it in my prayer list and my reminders and set a time and say, well, this one's every two weeks or this one's every three yeah. weeks or once every day. Right. That's excellent. Yeah, that's a make
0: make your 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 distraction device work for mm-hmm. you in your spiritual life uh, and for others. That's excellent. Uh, Father Angie, what's your next step?
1: I'm going to kind of bounce off of Pat's there and and uh, just in general talk about a couple uh, Catholic apps. Universalis is one that, that mm-hmm. I had on my list as well for, for a different reason. But with, with the iOS uh, widget, when you, when you pull down from the top of the screen, if you activate the Universalis widget, it will immediately show you if there's a feast day today or if there's a memorial or what day in the liturgical calendar it is. And also have the cool color code to what 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 it is, whether it's a uh, you know a martyr, so it's red, or today is Saint Peter Chrysologus, so it's white, um, or if it's just a normal weekday in ordinary time, it's green. So that's that's super. So you know what to wear, right? 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 (laughs) You know, I (laughs) didn't. Saint Paul said at some point, you don't. You no longer will dress yourself, and someone else will lead you where you don't want to go. Well, I guess I guess that that's uh, my version of that. At least getting up for six forty five a. m. Mass. Um. So so that's super helpful. And then the other one uh, along the same lines is is ibrevery is something that's definitely super helpful for especially for someone who's wanting to to pray the liturgy, the hours. And you know doesn't want to go out and buy the, the the one volume set or the four volume set. It's a it's a free app. And my my parents use it uh, when I go home and pray with them. But they also have a, a one volume version that they use as well. But it's kind of a just a helpful thing because it lays it out for you. And uh, so those are a couple Catholic kind of related tips for for your iPhone Excellent. or Android.
0: Very good. Those are good ones. All right. That brings it back to me then. And uh, let's see. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, here's here's a good tip. Uh, so say you're in an app that requires uh, typing. You're in messages or something. And you, uh, you've you typed a long message and you see a typo like three lines up. And you're like, oh. So then you have to kind of do the dance. So you kind of get your finger just in the right spot in between those two. And it's just a pain. Well, here's something you do. If you put your finger uh on the keyboard and try to get it in between the keys and you hold it there for a second, the keycaps will go blank. And now as if you move your thumb, your finger around on that keypad, that's now a trackpad, you'll see the cursor move around and you can move the cursor to exactly where you want it to go within what you've been writing. Um, And so that it makes it a whole lot easier to do to do corrections and to fix typos and that sort of thing so uh when, when they implemented a few years ago I, I it was another one of those things where i said oh my gosh so finally this is exactly the sort of thing i've been waiting for to, i mean i i remember the days when the, you couldn't do cut and paste on an oh, iphone yes it was, i remember oh it my too. gosh
2: so where do you put your finger I, i'm
0: confused so say uh, the tar- your target should be somewhere like between the Y, the G, and the H on the keyboard. Right. And just put your finger down without, you, you don't want to have the pop-up thing. So you're trying to get sort of in between and you just kind of push a little and then it will and then it will pop up. Oh, so you just kind of okay. place and push. Yeah. yeah I should have said that. Not just lay it there, but you, you're kind of doing the the push. Uh, it's, uh, I forget what they used to call it, the force press, but they're getting away from that. But, but what you're trying to do is, is you're trying to like, you, you lay it down and you push, like you're pushing through the keyboard to the trackpad. Thank so that's, you. That's, that's yeah. my that's my tip that time.
2: All right. Uh Pat, you're up next. Okay. Um a lot of people that I have clients don't necessarily buy the biggest, the highest phone as far as memory. And so they may be finding that they're out of space. So there is a setting in the newer iOS that you can say, I want to automatically uh offload apps. That I haven't used for a while and it doesn't delete the data. It's still there. As soon as you touch on it, it says, Oh, I'll go get it from the cloud again and brings the app back and, and all your stuff is there. So that's a really good feature for people who are running low on their, their, uh, their space. In addition, if you go to the, uh, I've got to think about it. It's, it's under settings and then iPad or pardon me, iPhone storage or something like that. You can see every app, how much it's taking up, and you can make a decision to delete it. There's another place that you can go look to see how much your videos are taking up and say, oh, I forgot I had those three movies on there. So there's a lot of things Apple gives you in terms of information about making sure that you can clean up stuff because not everybody can get the 256 gigabyte phone. <laughs> right.
0: So if you go into settings, general, and then iPhone storage or uh on an iPad it would be iPad storage. And then it will, it'll take a little bit for it to populate, but it's got to go through, if you have especially a lot of apps like I do, it takes a bit of time to calculate everything, but it will have the offload unused apps. You can enable that. And then it'll have uh, also review large attachments. That's actually a, an ancillary. Yes. If people send you a lot of videos or photos in email or in messages, those add up. <laughs> and so you, you might want to go check in there and see if there's a lot of... uh uh stuff in the in, in there that needs to be deleted um someone sends you a, you know a 5 gigabyte video in messages uh that's that's usually a bad thing so um yeah that's a good tip very good uh and father andrew i'll give you the last tip for today
1: okay so this one is something that like when me and my family want to want to share pictures and uh take a lot of pictures rather than texting them to each other uh, there's a fun feature on iOS called AirDrop, and that's a a way to to share pictures. You can share other uh, documents and files as well with someone who is physically close to you and it uses um, Bluetooth and, and Wi-Fi to do it. And so uh, it's it's super quick, seamless. You click on whatever select whatever photos that you want to share and then you you click on the the little the share button it's the little box with a with an arrow pointing up and what happens then is there there should be a little airdrop area that pops up and then it'll show you who's available to receive the the photos or the files that you're trying to share and so then once you share them the person receives them and they go right into their to their camera roll and it's super quick super fast super easy But there's a bit of a danger there as well that Mm -hmm. I think by default, uh, it's I don't know if it's default or not, but there's there's an option that you can set it up to receive from anybody or contacts only or turn it off entirely. And so my my suggestion would be is to to turn that to contacts only because there are all sorts of potentially malicious people out there who would send bad pictures to just anybody who has their phone wide open to receive from anybody. And to get to this particular setting, you have to get into the, the control center. So either swiping down from the top right of your screen or swiping up from the bottom. And then the, the box where you have the, the airplane mode, the cellular data, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, you have to do the, the force touch uh, click on the box itself to get to, to the next uh, uh, display. And then airdrop is one of the six that shows up. And you click on that. And you can change it to contacts everyone to receive off entirely.
0: Yeah, you can also get to it in settings general and AirDrop too. You can do it through okay. through that way too. Yep. All right. Sweet. I heard an interesting use of this in uh, Hong Kong, where they're having democracy demonstrations against the communist government. Uh, a, there's a digital activists who are at the various ferry stations and other places where people are coming from across from the mainland and they're airdropping to them uh, information about the protests since they're being blacked out on the mainland. So they're trying huh. to get the information wow. out. It's a little dangerous because if that person doesn't know you, you've sent it to them and they go back through a checkpoint and they have this stuff on them, it could get them mm-hmm. in trouble. So I'm a little leery about it, but it's an interesting use of the technology. But, yeah, especially if you have kids who have uh, iPhones, make sure that it's set to contacts only or even off uh, depending uh, so that they don't get bad stuff while they're, you know, walking around town or whatever. Uh, all right. So that's a bunch of really good tips. We've still got some more left. We'll maybe come back to those some other time. Um, but I- I'm really happy that we've uh, we've gone through all of those. And uh, so from there, let's go right into our picks of the week. We, uh, we have some good picks that we want to talk about. Um, and Pat, I'm going to let you go first with your pick of the week. Uh, to to talk about for our listeners?
2: Okay, well, I see a lot of people in homes that uh, uh, a router will get to a couple of rooms in their house, but if you try to go to the back bedroom or you try to go upstairs, they're not getting any, either it's a very low signal or it's non-existent. So, you know, people have tried in the past to get bigger antennas on their router or to try to use boosters that try to bounce the signal from one, Little device to another and none of them have been very helpful for as far as, you know, I get some use out of them, but, but typically they go bad and, and, and they're not as, as uh, widespread a coverage as we need. So the one of the newer technologies is a mesh technology and Google has their wifi device that you can buy three at a time for a reduced price. And they're very easy to set up. You use your phone, whether it's Android or iPhone. You plug the first one into your router and you give it a name. And then you go and you you use your camera to take a picture of the little QR code and that initiates it. Then you go to put your next one in and you take your iPhone, take a picture of it, and then it connects back to the, the primary one by the router. And you do that to a, for a couple of them. And you place them no more than two rooms apart, or, or if they're tiny rooms, I guess you could go three. But so in my 3 two-story house, I've got three, and it's giving me good coverage all over the house. In some of the houses, we've had to add a fourth, because sometimes you have a fireplace that gets in the middle, or you get a refrigerator, or an aquarium, or a... One of my clients had a bathroom that was metal lined for tornado use. <laughs> and uh, so things like this can really just destroy your Wi-Fi signal. So I've been really happy with the the Google Wi-Fi because it's easy to set up. It's not exorbitant. I have people that I work with that have been setting up commercial grade mesh routers that are, you know, $800 to 1000 to $1,200 for their setup. Uh so I've I've really liked the fact that this is something affordable uh, for some of my clients. Uh, I think there's some other brands, but I can't speak for how easy they are to set up or how effective are they are. But I've been really happy with with the Google Wi-Fi ones.
0: Excellent. That's good. Yeah, I've been we, we need to my airport is slowly dying. My airport <laughs> base station and Apple is doesn't, and they don't make <laughs> them Apple anymore, doesn't make them anymore. <laughs> um, I, I had an Airport Express die that was really messing me up the other day. That's I was using that to extend my network. So I'm, um, you know, I've been thinking about what to do. So this uh, this will go into my uh, thinking about it. That's that's good. Thank you, uh, Father. Andrew, what's your pick this week?
1: My pick is one that will it's a, it's an app uh, by Google called Photo Scan. And it's it, what it does is you you use this app and you take a picture of a picture So you know those of us uh, who had Polaroids, or you know back when we had real film and and uh, pictures that we went to the to the grocery store to get developed. Often we have a bunch of those pictures, but we don't have them digital. And so this is a way to 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 take a picture of the picture, and it will then it will reduce it'll it'll get rid of the any glare that it finds because you take a you basically take like almost four different pictures of the one picture. It has you focus on each of the four corners of the photo. It recognizes it within the app what the photo uh, diam- or the dimensions are. And so then it basically stitches all of those together. And so it'll it'll get rid of any glare that it finds. And then you have a, a digital version of the the picture that you're trying to get. So if you don't have a scanner, this is a, a handy way to use your, your smartphone to to digitize photos that otherwise you may not have in digital format. And it's available for. For both iOS and uh, the Android devices.
2: And I think I think I saw where you could also create a PDF from them.
1: Ooh. I don't know if I've played with that, but
0: this is great. I mean, if you have a scanner, a scanner will do a better job. I mean, that's just yep. hands down, oh, yes. it'll do better. But if you have a box of of photos that you're never going to scan like I do, or say you go you're going home to visit mom and dad over the holidays or for summer vacation, and they've got a scrapbooks or boxes of photos or photos on the wall that you'd like to have copies of, maybe not, you know, print out poster Mm -hmm. size copy, you know, version that quality, but at least have copies of this is great for that. And you can walk down the hallway in your parents house doing this on the wall to the photos like really lickety split. Uh, So yeah, this is a, I've used this myself for various things and yeah, very handy, very, very good to have handy. That's a good pick. Yep. So my pick is for you smart home aficionados who might be a little bit ahead of the other people in your life in wanting to use smart technology, a smart home technology. So I my house has lots of smart bulbs and uh, I've I, I think I've got my family trained to use the 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 uh we use the uh, Amazon Echo. I'm trying not I'm trying it's late. And I'm trying not to wake the uh <laughs> Echo by using the wrong word. So I so I got them trained to use the Echo devices. I got the Philips Hue uh, the wall switches, but they're extra. They they sit next to the regular switch, and especially when we have people come visit, um, sometimes older, maybe not as technology wise No, no, maybe not as technology wise. Pat. Uh, so the other half of of your pair uh, who comes to visit sometimes will flip the switch off. When they're leaving the room, which is very considerate, but you know it cuts it off from the automation, and that's no longer in the automation. So, th- so this device is for them. It's a it's from Lutron. It's the Lutron Aurora Smart Bulb Dimmer Switch for Philips Hue Smart Bulbs. What is it does is it it you mount it right on top of the switch, right on top of the little flippy part on your switch plate. Uh, you don't have to take the switch plate apart. You don't have to replace the 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 light switch, it goes right on it. It locks it in position in the on position, and now it's a button, so you tap it to do on and off, or you could twist it to dim. And then in the app, in the in the Philips app, you uh, you set it to con- what you what lights you want to, to control. So, like I have one now in my office where I can control the lights that are in front of me on the wall. I've, I've been testing it out, but I'd like to get you know a couple for say like our dining room uh where we have switches for the kitchen and the dining room and those are the ones that are most likely for someone to flip uh that they shouldn't flip uh so the uh but it's really nice i've seen people like they put tape over them or you know they put big signs on it don't touch uh this is a little bit of a more elegant way of dealing (laughs) with that so uh, the lutron aurora smart bulb dimmer switch for phillips u bulbs uh (laughs) so, it's a mouthful. <laughs> Lutron, yeah, wow. Lutron has a whole range of smart home switches and outlets and all kinds of stuff that they do. But if you've already bought into the Philips Hue ecosystem, this is a way that you don't have to replace all that and still get some of the benefits of doing that. So, all right, some good picks. Uh, we had some good tips. Uh, those tips were not a lot longer than I thought, but uh, some good, there were some really good ones. I hope that uh, listeners you enjoy that, and maybe if you have some tips, you could share them with us. Uh, before we end things, though, I would like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology, including Michael P., Brian K., James H., Charles J., and Dr. T. I just love Dr. T's name. That's what we have for his, for them. Uh, him or her. I, I don't know. It's just T. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to cre- continue the secrets of technology and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So that's it from us. We'd love to hear from you. What do you think of these tips? I, I wish we had more Android tips. It's just Father Andrew and I are not Android people. And uh, maybe we'll get Father Corey to, to give us some. And, uh, and maybe some of our other hosts, will, will have them chip in on a future episode. We'll do this again. Uh, but let us know what your tips are. And we'll share those in a future episode. So you can go to sqpn.com slash technology or the SQPN Facebook page at facebook.com slash starquestmedia and leave some feedback or send us an email to technology at sqpn.com. And we'll put all the links to all the various things, including our picks of the week on our show notes at sqpn.com. Please, if you can, write a review in Apple Podcasts or one of the other podcast directories, wherever you get our podcast uh, and share the podcast with your friends. You're the only way we get the news out about this podcast and that our audience grows. We... Our success is due to you, and we are very grateful for that. But we hope that you would continue to share the love and let other people know about this podcast, especially if you're enjoying it. We really do appreciate it. Until next time, Father Andrew Kinstetter, thank you for joining me in sharing the secrets of technology.
1: Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: And Pat Scott, thank you as well. It's always fun. Thank you. And once again, I'm Don Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the secrets of technology on StarQuest.